What's up, guys? Welcome back to a new episode of Friends More Like Family. I'm your host, Danny. I'm Cassidy. It's your boy, Faye. Today, we're talking about something that's near and dear, very close to my heart. We're talking about New York City, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, had to do it. We had to yeah. do it. Um, we're actually all wearing Tim's right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my hoodie in the car. <laughs> Yankee fitted. No, come on. That's where we draw the line. Chopped cheese for lunch. It's great. It was a great day. Yeah, New York, New York City to the T, right? We're, we're we're trying to give you guys uh, our experience on growing up in New York and what it's like. Uh, how New York has shaped us and given us our our edge that we carry today. Yeah, definitely. I feel like even on, uh, especially on social media, like. I have so many uh, distinct qualities that kind of like take me away from being in that box of like LA, like influencer type of thing. Cause, because I'm from New York and I just can't like take these things away from my personality. So I don't know. It's just funny, like noticing those things. Yeah. I feel like when I have a lot of uh, family members from Florida and I feel like every time they visit or I visit, they really. Remind shine a you? light they, they shine a light to how new york i am and i'm just like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy i feel like you guys are gonna li- are gonna hear a lot of slang <laughs> that we use here in new york yeah. and then if you're not from here you're gonna be like what the fuck does sus mean <laughs> yeah like, what is that your shit they did in the beginning <laughs> your bae um <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people now, because of, like, TikTok and all that stuff, I feel like a lot of people know the, um, like, the classic stuff, like, you're and, like, like deadass, like, that's a New York thing, but a lot of people know that stuff, but they don't know, like, the... Origin. Like, the other stuff that, like, I feel like you and Moody say a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, there's this one, um... (laughs) <laughs> there's this one thing there's this one phrase that can mean so many different things which is like yo you good <laughs> um it could be like somebody checking up on you it could be like yo what's up with you like what you doing over there you know it's it's so many different things and the first time i heard it was the first time i almost got jumped uh i was like in middle school maybe like freshman in high school oh, God. and i was walking around you know a little Colombian kid born and raised in queens right and i'm walking through queens and i just hear yo you good and I turn around, and it's like four dudes walking towards me, and I'm like, yeah, they're not talking to me. I don't know them, so I just keep it pushing, and then I feel my backpack be pulled. And at that point, I was like maybe like 100 pounds, like five foot four or something like that. <laughs> and they fucking flung me back, and I just looked up, and I saw them like, yo, what's up with you? What's up with you? Yo, you good? And they kept asking me that, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not good. <laughs> I am not good. Uh- no sir i am currently not good (laughs) and i just remember looking at them and i was like all right like i'm gonna have to fight out of this one and i just feel like that's something like a new york immediately instant kicked in like yeah you're gonna have to fight right now and it was like four of them and i just like i remember one was pulling my book back and i just swung at one didn't connect really like it was more like a fucking like a wind blow (laughs) past him or something but i remember i I missed, but then hit him with my elbow, and it gave me enough space between two people to go, and I skated out, and I was gone. I probably ran, like, nine blocks, and then looked back, and I was like, okay, they didn't chase me, and that's how I almost got jumped. That was the first time I heard, yo, you good? And they did, did they hit you at all? No, I mean, they... I guess, but it was so much adrenaline going that it was just yeah. I didn't get like beat up or anything. So your good is a is a funny one. I actually used it last night. I told I told Danny the story. Uh, so out here, I think in Queens, a lot of the the elementary school, middle schools that we went to, there's a sport that they all teach. It's called ultimate frisbee, 
and me and Danny we play it uh, pretty often and somebody hit me really hard and I looked at him I was just like yo you good he was just like yeah bro I'm fine thanks thanks for asking I was like no what <laughs> oh my <laughs> what's god what's going on <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be perceived in many different ways um <laughs> yeah that's 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 nuts bro. yeah no slang is a funny one um but I, I think so Danny takes care of all our, our analytics and a majority of our listeners are not from New York. Hey. So that's that's the big reason why we wanted to do this episode. A lot of them have been uh, asking us to do stories from New York and like what, what it was like for us to grow up in New York. So that's the main reason we're doing uh, this episode. Today. Yeah. And you know what? The first time that I realized that growing up in New York to people that didn't grow up in New York is like such a big deal such a big thing was when I started working uh, I started working in the city and I was doing a receptionist job and all of my co-workers besides one of them were were girls that were from out of state Montana (laughs) (laughs) one girl was from Georgia one was from like Maryland Mm. and they were all like peaches from there (laughs) (laughs) you're so annoying Um, but yeah, so all of these, these girls were coming there like specifically to work, but they all came with like a dream that they were following. It's the big city, baby. It was like, and, and I had never realized, like, I only saw that type of shit on TV, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to New York and follow my dream. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. But then until I met these girls and they were like, it's ever since I was little, like, I've wanted to come to New York and I finally did it. One of them was there. Um, she was following her dream of becoming an actress mm. and she was babysitting on the side and doing the receptionist job where I met her at. And then the other girl was following her dream of being a singer and uh, she was full time at the receptionist job and she was also doing like singing lessons on the side but she was also like making music and stuff and they were both here with like these huge dreams that like only New York could give them and up until that point I really hadn't seen New York that way I was kind of just like this is where I grew up like this is home like it's whatever you know it's not like the concrete jungle yeah but but I didn't realize actually how much opportunity there really is here like there are things like if you want to be an actress like all of those like castings and all of these things either happen in LA or New York like you truly cannot get that space at least in the same kind of like that level. level that you get in New York or in LA, you know? And yeah, that was like the first time that I realized, I'm like, yo, New York is really like that bitch? Like, the fuck? (laughs) I feel like there's a huge divide between, um, it's not so much like the upper class and the lower class, it's more like, um, like people who come, people, yeah, right, but it's more like, um, the people who see it as the big apple like new york city the lights and then people who see it as the concrete jungle right because new york city just like most major cities has the beautiful and then it has the dark right like it has its shady areas and things of that nature Uh, yeah but it's it takes i feel like it takes so much to get up and leave from your home to go try to make it in a city filled with millions of people trying to do the same thing yeah yeah 100 percent. you know i mean yeah with the kind of like recognition that they were here to follow their dreams and i was like oh wow new york is really amazing that 
New York really gives them that opportunity. I also realized like, yo, they're mad privileged to be able to come here yeah. and like do this. Like a lot, you know, some of them had like their parents helping them do these things and like they were able to afford, you know, certain things coming here. You know, yeah. they weren't living a, a lavish life by no means, but definitely a luxury because, you know. Yeah, the, co- the closest thing I have to that is like, all my Colombian family coming from Colombia to New York and me seeing it as just like my home and them seeing it like, yo, I'm in New York City. And like city of dreams. there was a one point in my life that for like a five year span, I was a fucking tour guide. Oh, my God. And I feel like we've all been <laughs> everybody who came here. I had to be like, yeah, Statue of Liberty. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God, God. That is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, like Freedom Tower. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Central Park. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, yeah, it's just a fucking park. Brother, that was me last week. 42nd Street, too. Oh, my God. But to be honest with you, like, even even though it's a little, like, um, like hated to go do all those things, it gives you an appreciation for, like, the things that you don't see or, like, even when you do see it. Like, for example, we were on a on a boat for one of my best friend's uh, birthdays uh, last week, and we saw the Statue of Liberty. Like, the boat yeah. passed by the Statue of Liberty. Which I've never been to, by the way. You see what I'm talking about? Have you? I have. I have once. You've been, like, inside of Ellis yeah, Island? Yeah. Oh, fire. Tour I, I've always, I was supposed to go one time, and I got to go to Ellis Island, but they, they had the Statue of Liberty actually closed. So mm. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, I don't want to be there. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it just gives you a different perspective. Like, New York City has some really... Uh, beautiful landmarks and come on like it's known as the capital of the world for a reason yeah but there's also like some some sus things going yeah. on in New York Definitely. City you know? could talk oh, about uh, getting mugged I feel like that that's one of my like New York stories I feel like I <laughs> yeah, feel like getting I feel mugged like we've all gotten yeah I feel like yeah, if, you didn't, not, if you didn't get mugged in New York you, you're not from New York besides Danny besides Danny let's cap I, I never got robbed I feel no like, I have a really funny um getting robbed <laughs> story uh, but you, i want to hear yours yeah first. no i feel like getting mugged in new york like to to write a passage it's like a, it's like a quinceanera it's a bar mitzvah getting mugged it's just like oh damn i became welcome, a man today welcome to new york city <laughs> no it was just like after school uh some some guys came up to me uh hand in their pocket they were just like yo give me your money i was like brother my, my allowance is five dollars a day <laughs> i have one dollar i was just he was just like he grabbed it and just left and it was Dang, like, that's he, so stupid yeah, that boy was down bad yeah, yeah, yeah. he you needed it more than me you know i would have I mean? punched you before i took the dollar i would have just knocked you out just for the story <laughs> like. honestly he probably could have just asked you for a dollar and you would have been like all right yeah, no, yeah here you go yeah. um mine is so funny because it's just as like pathetic as yours Jesus. um so I was on. So we're we're all from Queens. So I Queens, was baby. Queens get the money. Queens get the money. Uh, best place in New York, by the way. Shout out to all my Queens people. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> um, so I was in. I was on. I was like on my way home from school, and I was waiting for the bus. I was with like my ex boyfriend in high school. It was like my ex ex boyfriend, and he's standing in front of me, and um. I just remember, like, I was on Jamaica Ave, and uh, there was this this guy, group of guys. They come up to me, and they, like, push him out of the way because he's standing in front of me. They push him out of the way, and, and I was on my phone, and I had a BlackBerry at the time. Nice. And, and he was like, they were like, give me your phone. And then I was like, the fuck? So they just snatched it from me. And um and then they all like run away, right? But then one of their friends comes back and it's like he looks at me and he's like, 
nah, man, we not doing this. We not doing this. Like, he starts telling his friends. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's this very unorganized crime, okay? <laughs> it's the opposite of the mafia. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys doing? So then he's like, nah, we not going to rob no girl. We not doing this. Like, this not, that not, that's not right. Like, give her her um, phone back, son. Like, A nah. true king. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, we, he's like nah, we not doing this. We not going to rob no girl. Like, give her shit back. Give her shit back. And at this point, I was like, first of all, I was scared. I didn't want these guys near me like mm-hmm. anymore. So I was like, I was like, all of you can just fucking leave. Like, just get away from me. Take my phone. Like, you clearly need it more than me. Like, I don't fucking want it. Just leave. Because I was like, I didn't want them even talking to me anymore. I was just fucking scared. I wanted to like leave there. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was like, nah. And his boys are like, man, you blowing mine. Like, come on, <laughs> let's go. We already got her shit. Like, let's go. And then he's like, nah, nah, nah. Give her a phone back. So they were like arguing for like a good minute in between, the, like probably like the four of them. He's like, nah, we're not robbing no girl. We're not robbing no girl. And then they're like one of them comes back. He's like, man, whatever. Like, you blowing mine. And he gives me my phone back. So literally all of that for nothing. They gave me my phone back and they just left mind you this is on jamaica avenue jamaica avenue is not dead like <laughs> like this this is another example of being from new york people mind their fucking business like too this much. was literally happening it sometimes. wasn't dark it wasn't like in the nighttime it wasn't you know at a dead end street it Boy, was like this was yeah. this was all happening and everyone nobody was like nobody was bothered like and yeah just just that was i remember like afterwards being like yo this is so stupid (laughs) like you guys just fake robbed me but like i still have my phone so whatever the the crazy part of that story is that moody was the guy who said yo we gotta get her phone back (laughs) and that's how the true love came full circle no it wasn't moody would not be hanging out hanging with guys that are you didn't know moody back then (laughs) you better stop (laughs) honestly i feel like we were all shitheads when we were fucking kids man the things that i did as a the train fix the train <laughs> the things i feel like i did at a at, at a young age like I'm, I'm 10 11 like hanging out with like like considering like yo do i want to get jumped do i i want beads i want to i want to be in a gang and i was like i'm 10 years old i'm 11 years old like i don't what am i doing what am i doing I those are like, the things that you're like surrounded around and you start to exactly. consider especially as young men yeah i, I feel like um gift and a curse like that, like not the gang, not the gang part. The the just growing up with all of that surrounding you, right? So, um, I feel like I had to come to grips real, real, real fast. Um, I had a single mother. I've said this like fucking hundred times, but I had a single mother who at that time only spoke Spanish, and the streets are teaching me everything that she doesn't. So like I go outside and immediately like I'm learning about drug deals and I'm learning about why that guy's standing in the corner and why that guy's wearing the red flag and all these different things. I'm like, you know what? Let me go play a sport. I go to play a sport. All of a sudden people are getting jumped in the middle of a basketball court. Like, all right, let me go <laughs> let me go do something else. Oh and it teaches you a lot though. I feel like uh obviously a lot of a lot of different cities um have these things. It's not like New York is like this uh like this hole in the rest of the country's disneyland but i do feel like um it gives you an edge like you get this uh new york city yeah now that's mentality where it's It's, like it's the street smart iq like crazy yeah because you you see things like even when i leave the country i'm like my 
my pointers are always like pointing at different. I see people like reaching in their pockets for no reason. I see things like standing in a corner, us laughing, and somebody on the on the phone in the corner like pointing at us. Like those are the things that like pop. Like ah, right, we gotta move. Yo, let's yo. This this spot is not it. Like yeah, yeah hell yeah. It you're, gives you like, you that get savvy. like this radar. Yeah. Like you're constantly on alert. Like because you you go into protection mode so much more often than anyone else. You know, so like you're always like worried about you're concerned about protecting yourself, yeah. you know, so you're always alert. You're always looking around you like there's not a day that me, Fabian or Danny get on the train or go somewhere in public anywhere. And we're not, you know, paying attention to small like nuances yeah. that people do. Like if we see, you know, in a let's say we're at a bar and we hear like voices become a little elevated immediately. We're like already like watching how people move paying attention what's going on who's grabbing what body language yeah like body language like we're already like just constantly paying attention to those things and i talk about this with my boyfriend moody all the time like he's really big on that like he's always sometimes where i have to snap him him out of it i'm like babe we're in fucking long island ain't shit happening here okay we're, we're low-key seal team six honestly <laughs> nowhere near seal team six um but no nah, yeah it, it definitely it definitely comes with that but then also it's like a curse right because then you're like somebody like for example i'll be in like fucking oklahoma or like a seattle and somebody will say like hello to me and i'll be like what the fuck are you Yo, why you say hello to me? You don't. Oh <laughs> shit! People say hello. Oh, like, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh shit, this is weird. Like, you start to get you start to get so compacted into like me against the world yeah. because I feel like New York City teaches. You know, like uh, there used to be a really cool shirt that I wanted that said New York City eats the eats its young, um, because it was like that. It was it was just like a, a thing where like if you weren't savvy enough then you would get robbed. You would get blah, blah, blah. You know, like, people would pick on you because of that. Yeah, people um, feel that energy. Yes, swallowed. It's, it, it's honestly super weird that, like, New York City has this culture of, of, like, especially, like, in high school. Like, New York City has this culture of, like, shitting. You shit on each other, even though you guys are fucking best of friends. <laughs> and, like, you guys are shitting each other just for, like, comedic purposes, and you get laughs and shit like that. And it's just like, all right, cool. Like, that's just the culture, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's super weird. I had to sit like a whole bunch of my friends down. Like I'm like, yo, guys. So we're already in our twenties. Like that fucking talking shit to each other. Like, we gotta stop that. Like, you We've know, like grown the, yeah, now. like people are getting mad. Like you know, like chill. We stop. We gotta big them up. Like yo, these are a bo- big them up. You know, like talk nice about them so that they they feel good about themselves. You know, I'm star- I'm starting better trends. What a king. What yeah. a king. King. king <laughs> you drop shit. this. King shit. Also, um, see, those are the like things like big them up. Like to New Yorkers, that means like you you talk good about someone, like you you lift them up, like you make them feel bigger, like big them up, yo, big them up, like yeah. hype them up, yeah, hype like up, hype them up, like make them feel good. I feel like there's so many things that we say we don't realize, yeah. like that they need translation. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many like <laughs> New uh, Yorkers need like a book of translation for people who don't understand this shit. <laughs> I forgot where I was. I think it was in Miami, and I made a backdoor joke. Like I was like we were stuck somewhere, and I was like. Yo, somebody open the back door because <laughs> when you're on a bus in new york city like the driver has uh the the handle to open both the front and the back and he can do it individually yeah. so when you're on a packed because the one thing you should know about new york city 
there's a lot of motherfuckers here <laughs> like a lot like like your town times three in a block <laughs> um and straight up sometimes the bus driver don't hear you so now you have a whole bus yelling back door back door and they still so, not opening the shit so you're now you're banging on the on the door and then he hears you and he's like stop banging and it's that bus driver has an attitude with you and you're just trying to get off the bus it's a lot train stations yeah. train stations are basically um <laughs> talent shows train stations are oh my god yeah America's that's got talent. Big. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it's showtime <laughs> <laughs> like uh you just yeah i've seen some really talented people busking on on a train yeah. and i'm like yeah and then there's some people like that you can tell they're not like you know like oh i'm selling chocolates uh from my basketball team and some of them you can see that they're on a basketball team some of them you're like that boy's never played basketball in his life but yeah. yo, you got that chocolate. You know which chocolate I'm talking about. I'm dollar, the yeah. big ones. Oh my yeah, God, those with are the so almonds. good. Yo, yeah. I could go. Uh, I'm on Some, a dieta now. I could go for one of those. <laughs> Some guy came up to me on the train the other day, and he's like, "Yo, can you sign this? Uh, you know, for can you donate to my basketball team or whatever?" Grown as hell. I'm like, boy. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. And he goes, he like looks at me real close, and he goes. You look just like my lawyer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Yo. And then expect- he goes, so you can't donate to me because I'm black? I was like, what? I promise you, it's not because you're black. <laughs> That's not but it. But like, I just don't have cash on yeah. me. <laughs> He's like, you, you got Venmo? Cash app? <laughs> I know, right? I'm glad he didn't say that. <laughs> I actually don't have Venmo, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, so, uh... Uh, we mentioned we were from Queens, right? Queens is shit. Queens is home. Queens, I have uh, my heart lives in Queens. Yeah. Obviously, born and raised. Born here. and raised. We're all born and raised. We're here, all right? born and raised here. When Queens. I was born in Colombia, why'd you look over here like that? I looked at him oh, right. too. No, not you. <laughs> she was like, "We're all raised here, right?" <laughs> no, Queens is a beautiful place. It's it's the the most diverse. What is it? It's like the capital of the world. Uh, it's a melting pot it's a melting yeah. pot you literally have all races all all different uh ethnicities all cultures. colors all shapes it's, all yeah. sizes i would say out of like all the five boroughs like queens is the most diverse the most diverse like, there is literally out of the whole country queens. queens is the most diverse you can walk up one block be in ethiopia walk up the next block be in ecuador walk up the third block you're in el salvador and you're like fuck i'm full little literally <laughs> seriously though the food like you can find food from any country like any country in the world you will find in a queens. restaurant in queens like yeah. everything it's so awesome yeah. oh my god or you'll find some it. sort of mashup like chinese dominican <laughs> yeah which is fire it's amazing <laughs> it so- yeah it sounds crazy but <laughs> let me tell you some there's some fire ass um i don't know what those are called when you mix two different like cuisines combinations yeah there's some fire 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 <laughs> yeah no it's, it's dope la jardin de china mm-hmm. right oh my god that was the first time i went to a chinese restaurant and the the waiter who was also chinese spoke better spanish than i did yeah, or that i will ever speak <laughs> and i was just like in awe just looking at him like yeah, I went to a nail salon once where all the Chinese ladies were speaking Spanish too. Love that. And they were speaking really yeah. good. Me and my mom were like, "Wow, that is so cool." Yeah. But different things that you're for that you're not forced to, but that you have to like learn. You have to adjust to living in New York. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace. He was like a big advocate on like how good Queens was with diversity and food. Like he was like, yo, like I've been around the world and some of the best restaurants are like little mom and pop shops in Queens because, you know, the food is so diverse. So I think like that gives you um, like a real, a real, not saying that racism or none of that uh, doesn't exist in Queens. Racism exists everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um but I do feel like Queens gives you a better outlook on life because you grow up and like your classmate is Ethiopian and the one next to you is uh, Uruguayan and you're just like, oh, okay, they're like, they're just like me, you know, like, you know, you obviously there's similarities and there's differences between everybody, but they're in the same first grade class with you. They're in the same second grade class with you and you grow up and you go to their families. I remember the first time I got invited over to, um, uh, I had an Indian friend, and he, he brought me over to his class, and I smelled curry for the first time, and I finally realized why why certain people like, had that scent, and it's because of the food, yeah. and I had no idea, but I've been so open to food all my life that I'm like, okay, I'll try, and I tried it, and to this day, <laughs> I fucking love Indian food. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I used to think that I didn't like Indian food because of the smell, but every time I've eaten curry, I'm like, yo, this shit is mad curry good. Curry is good, yo. Or like a coconut curry. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Oh but when I was younger, like, I would be like, I don't like the way it smells, mm-hmm. you know, like, be yeah. picky. But until you actually, like, try it, you're like, oh, damn, this is you gotta, not good. You this gotta fire. indulge in the diversity yeah exactly like let it take you away yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let the diversity just take you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's like something beautiful that i truly enjoy being from queens right queens is not brooklyn or it's not uh the bronx or manhattan right it's not the glory of what manhattan is but it's so like what being mashed up into living in new york city is like slash closer to the suburbs slash actually seeing being able to see some green yeah Yeah, like that's what new york city like i mean that's what queens offers me at least yeah yeah right exactly i feel like a lot of people from queens are lucky because we still have that uh that luxury of living in new york but we get the suburban um feel. vibe the suburban yeah. feel like we all have backyards you cars know? we drive we, no. yeah many we all have new york drive. drive right like all my friends that are like born and raised in brooklyn or the bronx uh like they don't have cars because there are so many more trains like in other areas that it just doesn't make sense to have a car but in queens it makes sense to have a car you know like you have to drive everywhere in queens so <laughs> that makes me laugh because um like trying to figure out the mta right which is our, our transit system here in new york city is like one of the most complicated transit systems in the world right. <laughs> once you figure that shit out though because like if you go to like washington dc they have two trains that go this way and then two trains that go this way <laughs> it's literally like a cross and yeah. you have to walk to each point if that's it like that's all you're going yeah. here you have trains going the same exact route but two blocks separate going in circles like it's the fuck it. Once you figure that out, though, put that you, on your resume. Bro. Yeah, once you get the, once you figure that out, if you can come to New York City and figure out the train system, shit, you can go to Paris, you can go to Barcelona, <laughs> you can go to these places, and you're like, I could take that train, no problem. That yeah. is so true because yeah. because I was so familiar with like I know how the MTA works. Like, it's very easy for me to figure out. But when I went to Paris, I went with girls that were like, one of the girls was like from Oklahoma, like another one of the girls was from Canada, like 
I went with a, a different group of girls and they had no idea like how to even look at a train map. <laughs> and I was just like, step aside. I got this. And I was the one that literally navigated us like on all of the trains in mm. Paris. Yeah. It was fire. Go you, man. I felt Go very useful. Yeah. <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is crazy. Um, Yeah. Backyards. Right? You said backyards. That's a big thing. I feel like uh, it is a big thing. Uh, Brooklyn has some backyards, uh, but you're not finding no backyards in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh soon. hell no! You maybe, maybe get, get a front yard. You get a doorman. Maybe yeah. get a porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might get a balcony. No, 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 no. You're not getting a porch or balcony. You're getting a fire escape. And that is your porch, and that fire is your balcony. Fire escape or fire though? No yeah. pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, honestly, I I really do love coming from Queens, just because I I feel like I was exposed to so many different ethnicities and cultures yep. at such a young age that I always say that too. it gave me like the bug to travel and i that's one of my favorite things to do ever like i, I i've told you guys i want to buy a boat and just sail the world yeah. but it's because like i i genuinely just accept other cultures and and want to know more about them and just like i just want to dive into it i thought it was because we had a marina no that too <laughs> yeah and uh, i feel like that diversity um is is huge i think that diversity is huge on a on a on a global scale of like why some of the world so like some of the world issues that we have is because you're not seeing it from the perspective of that other person yeah right um i feel like um i feel like when 9-11 happened there was such a uh a focus on um like muslims in general just being bad people and Fortunately for me, there was a lot of Muslim people in my community, yeah. um, and I saw them every day, and I saw how scared and how affected they were by this, and I couldn't yeah. believe, like, I couldn't believe it because one, I was I was very young when uh, September 11th happened, but it was like just crazy to me that like um, a group of people that I saw every day, and like mm-hmm. they were like obviously they're still in their own ways and their culture, but they were still very friendly to me um close themselves off yeah and i i didn't see it but i understood it later on it was because they were receiving so much backlash and hate mm-hmm. for something that they never committed yeah. you know so um i feel like diversity helps with that because even 100%. in situations like like that um they were able to, you know we they were they were able to um to grow from that you know like because they did receive a lot of hate and they were able to like live and let go mm-hmm. because a lot of people receive certain type of hate from their communities or whatever like yeah they either bounce, you know, if they can, if they're privileged enough to leave, or they close themselves close themselves off to the point that they don't uh, interact with any neighbors at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just feel like that's a huge, huge benefit to us that we get to see people for who they are, not like what they are, or how the world perceives them, or like how right. media perceives them. You know, exactly, because it's so easy to uh, label a human being of something when that kind those kind of people are not around you you don't you don't see people you know of that you don't see people that skin color or you don't see people you know from that religion because they're not around you so all that you know about them is what the media tells you about them and in an instance like that uh you know everything that was muslim uh, or anything that came from Islam was bad. Yeah. You know, that was just like, they were the extremists and they wanted to kill people. That was what people saw. So we're lucky enough to be able to say that, no, we were actually around these people. We saw these people, n- not 
these people are not the same people that they're talking about on the news. Yeah, like yeah. the ones that we're around, like they're fine. They're yeah, really they're nice. You know? Yeah. So it was so, it's so cool that I always talk about that. Like if I ever leave New York, I would need to move somewhere that's diverse because I really want my kids to grow up around that as well. Because when you see only one type of person, you're easily swayed and easily convinced of stereotypes about any other kind of person, whether it comes to race or religion, you know, because you're not around them. You don't see it firsthand. Um, and then the the learning is, is just up to you. And a lot of times, you know, you don't really get access to that. Yeah. But um but it's cool because for us, it wasn't up to the media to tell us what we knew about those people. You know, we were around them. They were in our neighborhoods, you know. Exactly. So we're sharing yeah. meals with them. We exactly. Were, I, I love that. Like, that's my favorite thing about Queens is yeah. how many different races and cultures and religions I'm exposed to on the daily. Like, it just makes me respect everyone more. Yeah, it's awesome. Honestly, it really is. And, and to, to say, like, to say something... Damn. Good job, good job, good job. <laughs> to piggyback, no, <laughs> to piggyback over what you guys said um, with 9/11 and Muslims, Asians are getting the same backlash now, and it's honestly bullshit. I see videos of, yeah. of grown ass men punching grandmas, Asian grandmas, Asian moms, and oh it's just God. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it, it honestly pisses me off just because. Bro, yeah, I, and those people aren't from New York. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> like like I said before, um, like we can be as diverse and as open minded as possible, but there's still racism. Like there's still yeah. because the the two key things to what you just said was one is ignorance and two is acceptance. Right? Um, it, they're ignorant to the fact that whatever the media feeds them they're immediately like on it that's what that's the truth that's exactly what that means all, all people are here to kill us blah 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 whatever the case is mm-hmm. and then the other thing i'm sorry it wasn't uh, acceptance it was perspective right we preach that a lot on this podcast but it's really like one of those things like you don't know my life until you walk a day in my shoes mm-hmm. you know exactly. um and i just feel like that's that's huge on that you know like that I, I saw a video today this morning and like it just boggles me that you were talking about people are like so unbothered when shit like that is happening around them you know mm-hmm. like when you're telling your story yeah and i said uh, too much sometimes because like people in new york have this you a lot of people have this vision of new york city of like new yorkers as being like mean and blah blah but to be honest with you there's so much shit going on in their life that they don't give a fuck about what's going on around them and some of that has to stop because yeah you shouldn't you should mind your own business yeah you should be unbothered by other people's issues and stuff but we when you see an injustice like a hate crime like a fucking old lady being punched in the face and your first reaction is to one fucking record it yeah or two stand there me and you are built completely differently yeah, because we're not friends. We because can't be friends. <laughs> Because we can't be I get aggravated watching these videos, and I'm I'll, I'll put that shit on the air right now. God forbid I ever see something like this happen in real life. I'm either fucking going to jail, or fighting. Yeah, I'm. I might get hurt. You know, I might get hurt doing that because that's just something I like. I imagine my grandmother getting hit. Yeah, and I will body somebody before that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is just crazy to me. So yeah, it's really just about. It's ignorance and not having the perspective to know, you know, like, I, that, that person, th- that person is- has nothing to do with what's going on in the government in China. Or that person has nothing to do with 
the world coming to an end last March and trying to reopen back up. You know, like how would how would that small little lady have any control over what yeah. happened? And it just doesn't have to be like old people. It's just any hate crime in general. It just there's no room for it. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. people really have to understand that other people are living just as just as vivid lives that that you are yes yeah. i don't know if that made any sense but it did to us brother <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i said it did to us um but yeah it, it's it's honestly bullshit in this perspective you have to understand that people are living their own lives like people have a family people have kids people have people that who knows that 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 grandmother that got um sucker punched she probably was taking care of her mother or like she she probably has so much responsibility she's probably going through stress she's probably she probably lost her job she's like and now she just got sucker punched yeah bro I know. it's so sad it's sad to see and i i feel like in general uh we don't see too much hate crimes in new york i at least surrounded around racism i mean there's definitely a lot but um i feel like in other states it probably happens a little bit more than we realize because because uh, of less diversity, mm, you know, in true. other states. But, you know, either way, like, it's just, it's so messed up. And it, again, makes me really grateful to just, like, be able to take that lesson out of living in New York, of being, you know, uh, tolerant of different races, different religions, cultures, yeah. different cultures. Yeah, it makes me really happy. And that's definitely something that I wouldn't have. Or I don't think I would be as aware of. Like, I'm super aware of my diversity whenever I travel and I try to picture myself in other states. Um, not for nothing, but one time I took a trip to Denver and um, and I was visiting a friend and she lived there and I... I loved Denver. Like, Denver was so beautiful. Like, there's so much, like, outdoor stuff to do. It's an awesome city. But one thing that I could not get past and that I was like, I don't understand how my friend could live here is that there's, like, such little diversity in Denver. Like, there are so there's nothing wrong with white people but there's so many white people in denver everywhere like i'm like i need to see some color i need to see some diversity here like like very few spanish people very few black people like there were just it was just literally we went to this one bar all straight white people like straight white people and i was just like damn somebody take me back to queens because <laughs> like but the only reason why i really think about this stuff more so is because when i travel i'm like i always ask myself can i see myself living here or can i see myself you know like doing my life here or moving here for a year and when i went to denver the answer was no because of that because diversity is so important to me because it's something that i really really appreciate growing up in new york and that i want my kids to grow up with you know i want them to see different things different cultures uh, you know, different just ways of of living. Um, yeah, and, and you just you just don't really get that in other places, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about um, what you said about Denver because I, I, I was there last year and uh, it, it really was, um, it really was like that, yeah. I went to like a couple <laughs> bars and it was like that, but like you don't expect that from like a Denver, you expect that from like a Nashville. What type of music do they play? No, the music still. The music Scotty was good. Doesn't know. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. No, no, the music was good. It was just that, that like, there was very, there's, 
D- Denver just lacks diversity. Yeah. It's... Or maybe it's just your experience and what you saw. No, it's <laughs> lacking in diversity. Because even my friend, I brought it up to my friend that lives there, and she was like, she texted us one day, and she was like, yo, I miss my, like, cultured people. <laughs> like, and she's white, so. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's funny, while you were speaking, I, I realized that we all dated different races, and I feel like, I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but that like you I dated said, different races? No. <laughs> But like I said, I, I do have family um, in Florida, and I feel like usually even those cousins, they've stuck to their race. You yeah. know what I mean? They've mm-hmm. stuck to, like, only dating Hispanics, and that and that's pretty much it. And yeah, even, well, even for our parents, my parents weren't born here. Your parents were born here, right? My mom wasn't, but my dad was born here. And your mom wasn't born here, and I feel like... My, my dad, well, my dad was like off an inch or something he he came here when it was like two months so basically he was born like he was raised here okay and I, I just honestly love that like for example my parents who weren't born here they were able to transition into being accepting of other races. assimilating yeah into yeah. the culture like me bringing Definitely. home a white girl and then being like okay yeah, as long as yeah. she loves you you know we what like I mean? them all flavors down here <laughs> facts <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that I wouldn't have. What do you think you guys in your personality would not have if you weren't from New York? I've never dated an Indian girl. What? Well, okay. Oh, that's not it? <laughs> well, I just I was thinking about that, all the flavors. Um, um, but yeah, that would actually be kind of clutch because we were talking about curry, uh, curry and chicken tikka masala yeah. and all that. Yeah, you Indian girls out there. Hit us them up. DMs are open. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Do not hit them up. Mm. um but no um what was the question (laughs) the question was if you what do you think you wouldn't something you wouldn't have if you didn't live in new york if you weren't raised in new york Uh, honestly i feel like my swag has a lot to do with new york like how i talk how everything what swag oh shit (laughs) i was thinking (laughs) great i love you guys love you guys for having my back there that's the banter that danny was talking about earlier no you see i'm trying to kill that (laughs) team no um but yeah it's it's that like you know like the swagger i carry myself with like the talking the confidence attitude attitude, walking into room and being like all right they can't do nothing i can't do you know like i don't walk into a room and see a whole bunch of uh excuse my french drug dealers with like a whole bunch of fucking gold chains on and go like mm-hmm. oh them. and go oh shit i need to back up they got more money than me i'm like nah we, we the same they put their jeans on the same way I do. <laughs> one foot at a time <laughs> for me i feel like it's the acceptance of of people yeah. i feel it's it's like i i've been able to look at people differently and just be be able to accept them for who they are um whether or not they're drug dealers i I know a lot of nice drug dealers don't get me wrong but they they have a a stigma to them they have a stereotype um because they got to go (laughs) right because they have to be sometimes 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 they do but they don't call it cutthroat city for nothing (laughs) oh my god they don't call it that First of all, the drug dealers that we know are not like in no serious stuff like that. You speak French now? Is this we know? <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. with this one. <laughs> I don't know any drug dealers. I don't know Me who either. y'all hang out with. Me either. You heard? Yeah, same. For the f- for the feds listening, I don't know nobody. <laughs> let let the record show. <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> now me, I live on the five floor. That's not me. <laughs> oh man, how about you, Cass? Um, for me, honestly, it's my love for hip hop. 
Mm, oh. Wow, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah, like we said, queens get the money and just let it sit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, if I wasn't from New York, I definitely would not be crazy about hip hop the way that I am. Like R and B is my number one love, but hip hop yeah. is like in my in my genes. Like it's literally in my DNA. Like from the point of you know, my dad was raised in Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn. My my uncles and aunts born and raised in brooklyn so i'm a little girl 10 years old learning the lyrics to biggie warning like you know that was my life like so you know growing up in the 90s like so surrounded by hip-hop influences and you know especially my family being from brooklyn that was like a huge like you know everybody was like huge biggie fans growing up so i was like more knowledgeable about that you know the whole like east coast versus west coast thing like i remember my (laughs) my uncle being like fuck west coast (laughs) like you know like they were all like about it (laughs) she's not us we love the west coast (laughs) (laughs) i personally love the west coast but like it was definitely like that life that culture that that street style you know the the way of hip-hop it wasn't just about rapping it was more like life lessons and poetry like within the rap you know and just new york heavy influence on hip-hop you know it was just That's- like i just love it and i grew up to love it because i saw all my uncles like i just thought they were so cool like i'm just like yo these these people are cool like this is who i want to be like <laughs> so i wanted to listen to that music and you know live that life um and yeah that's definitely like something i would not have for sure if i was not raised in new york i can see that i feel like that i've said it on the podcast before and i feel like that's one of the things that like attracted me to you like in that sense of like yo who it is who the fuck is this like <laughs> she's like all sweet and like small little girl in high school blah blah, blah. And she's like hey my family's having a barbecue if you want to come and i'm like yeah sure i'll come you know like i and to me like i i've uh studied hip-hop for a very long time like i'm a huge fan so like i listened to it but at that time it was like whatever played on the radio but i'm like a huge like lyricist like i love listening to a story being told through words and rhyming at the same time like my mind explodes so i come to cassidy's house and then like i hear first of all she goes that's my dog biggie and i'm like (laughs) hey i'm like hey biggie and then i'm like that's a little is that the, they're talking about Biggie Small? No, probably not. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even gonna ask her about that because then she's gonna look at me like I'm weird, cool, whatever. <laughs> Go into the backyard, meet all her uncles, her dad, everybody, and then they fucking start playing Biggie on the speaker, and it looked like church was in session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it looked like the congregation had come. Yeah. All you hear is like, mm. and as he people head bobbing, I'm like, oh wow, they really like this music. But the fact that they knew every single word, mm-hmm. and then I see Pip Squeak over here standing up on a chair, like, who the fuck is this? With the forty, right? me. <laughs> the 40 and the Glock in her waist, five forty six in the morning. I'm like, yo, I'm like, the song finished. I went to Catherine, yo, how you know that? And she was like. Ugh. My uncles and my my dad they 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 put me on a long time ago like you know she, now she ha- now she has the swagger like now she has that like and I'm like yo I've never one I had never seen a female enjoy hip hop the way I did and two I had never seen fucking one spit Biggie so I was like what the fuck is happening 
But yeah, yeah, that's definitely hip-hop, my family. Hip hop definitely plays a huge part. I feel like in all of our lives. Yeah, one hundred. Wu Tang was my first concert. Little Flex, but whatever. Sheesh. You, know? <laughs> that's you fire. old, but yeah. they haven't been around. That's since. fire. So, say <laughs> so you old Wu Tang. Sheesh. I'm the youngest one here. That's like me saying, "Yeah, Run DMC was my shit, bro." <laughs> but yeah no hip-hop is part of the culture in new york it's just like part of the way you live it's it becomes you become hip-hop and hip-hop becomes Uh you (laughs) when you're from new york so you can i mean you can see why like atlanta did their has their thing right like the meagles and all those rappers future and everybody coming out of atlanta west coast has always had the thing but you can see how and why new york has always maintained something because like you know just hip-hop in general is like fucking bled through the streets yeah you know and in my personal opinion i feel like queens has some of the best rappers this world has ever seen but you know we're just not, just your humble opinion you, you yeah, digress, you digress. yeah i digress there's no no we're not having a hip-hop debate here <laughs> all right so to kind of bring this to a close we've talked about and bragged about new york being from new york what it means to us how it's been so you guys have a better idea of how we grew up um but the question is a lot has changed in new york you know things are crazy expensive it's tough to you know start your own life out here so gentrification gentrification is on the rise more than ever um would we leave they (laughs) Yo, speaking of would we leave, they were this close to leaving during the pandemic. It was about to be like so many people left New York City during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was about to be like old New York. Yeah. Old York. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just crazy to me that like hipsters are still alive and thriving, baby. Coffee yeah. shops. You know I mean? Coffee shops. Yeah. Who needs more? <laughs> we need more of those. That's what we need. Jamaica Queens needs more of those. No, they don't. I want a cof- coffee shop here. Down the block. What do you have a coffee can shop? Can it be a black-owned coffee shop? I mean, like, that's what I want. It can. It can be, but your your ass is probably still going to Starbucks. Mm. No, no. If they open up a coffee shop here, Starbucks is over for. <laughs> oh man. Honestly, I don't know. I, I think I see myself leaving eventually. Um. I would love to live abroad. I'd love to, to again, I'd love to buy a boat and travel. Um, but it, it, literally a couple of days ago, I think it was like four days ago, there was a, a rundown house by where I live. Mm. And I went to went to Zillow to see how much it was. And they were charging like 900000 For a rundown? It was rundown. Like Crazy. That's New York lo- for you. The, the, the lawn wasn't mowed. It was just like... Like a Things were falling house? apart. Yeah, it looked like nobody lived there. Like a trap house. And then I went to Tampa. Uh, the only the only filter that I put was a pool. Yo, you know what I could get in Tampa for four hundred thousand dollars? I know. Oh, I know. Say nine hundred. Oh my! It's crazy. God. You could want... buy. You could buy like in Texas. You could buy like mini mansions <laughs> for like. Yeah, under a mill. Under a mill. It's crazy. Texas, I'm coming, even, baby. Even 500000 like a little mini mansion. It's, yeah. it's insane. In New York, you could never. No. You could never. People are paying a million dollars, almost a million dollars for an apartment. Like yeah. one floor, yeah. two bedroom, three bedroom max type thing. Yeah. It's crazy in New York. It's too expensive, honestly. My heart will always be in Queens, but yeah, eventually. I'm with you. I'm with you. Unfortunately, I would love to... Uh, 
leave leave New York and then you know kind of like buy something get my money up not your funny up and <laughs> and then maybe come back to New York you know like to to have my kids get older here yeah. but I don't know if if I can see myself starting a family in New York just because it's so it's almost nearly impossible especially if you want to buy a house like not impossible because nothing is impossible but it's just so much more money you can get so much more with your money in other places yeah. that could arguably have a better quality of life you know New York has its traits like we said but you know do I want my kids to be able to grow up with like a backyard and a front yard and their own spacious room without having to share rooms hell yeah i want that for my kids you know yeah. and i won't necessarily be able to get that right now or in the next five years uh in new york so i would love to leave i would love to see how it is living somewhere else um and then come back in the future i don't want to go abroad but definitely out of state I would, I would like to check that out and see how it is. You're not fucking loyal. You're not loyal at all, man. You're New York or nowhere. These streets raise y'all, and y'all <laughs> like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go to Tampa. You know how fucking boring Tampa is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm with you, honestly. But like, part of me is like, he's yeah, fucking he's right. fucking yeah, right. Three floors. Listen, a pool. I yeah, used to be like, that's I cool. used if to you're be a like, body, that sounds fire. What you doing? What you doing <laughs> when you trying to leave the crib, though? They have no, a top they golf. have things. Oh, nah, get that top golf, golf shit out of here. There are things to do. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just being a little messy. Um, but you know, I used to, I used to really feel like that, like New York or nowhere. Yeah, like I was New like, I'm gonna make it work in New York. I'm never leaving New York. And then I visited other states, and I'm like, yo, it's kind of nice. This is nice. <laughs> this is affordable. This is fucking clean. Yeah. Like. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of Goodwill Hunting when Ben Affleck knocks on a boy's door at the end of the movie and he's not there. He he left and he's like, <sighs> None of us have seen Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, sorry. Damn, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, don't know exactly what you're I haven't. About. I'm still being messy, my fault. Great movie. <laughs> Yo, cut it out. We're, we're um, too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nah, honestly, I feel like I've been blessed enough to um, travel this country and be able to travel uh, to some uh, countries around the world. And there is just something about New York City that no matter what you're doing or where you're at, you cannot get anywhere else. And I have no idea yeah. whether it's the Very magic true. water coming out the faucet, the Dirty fucking water. rats. Fluoride. First of all, New York City has some of the best water. And if it had fluoride in it, <laughs> I've been drinking that shit. Good I'm going to tell you that good right good now. Um, good for your teeth. Look at this song. <laughs> Yo, um, nah, but in all seriousness... Um, there's something you can't get in New York. Would I leave New York? I feel like I would just because I like to travel, right? So I would. But home will always be here. Home will always be here. No matter where I go, no matter if I end up in Alaska, Antarctica, like New York City will always be home. I'm coming back, <laughs> you know, like one way or another. When it comes to like the afford affording the houses and all that shit, you're absolutely right. Like you can get so much more. I've seen... Um, there's this guy, uh, what's his name, Ben Ben Wagman or something like that. I think he's a realtor in Dallas. This motherfucker be dropping the craziest pictures of these cribs, and it's like, yo, I could live there. <laughs> like, I, know. I could live there. I can afford that. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit, that 
that I could do. I save up two years. I'm there. <laughs> it's like, yo. And then I see like, I, I see like all these people. And to me, the only way I see myself leaving New York City, one, obviously it has to, like, if it's a, like a job or something, an offer that I can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And two, if Shorty makes a really convincing argument, if she <laughs> got her, all her, her ducks in a row or whatever <laughs> the saying is, and she would be like, yo, this is why Austin, Texas is where we need to live. <laughs> and I'm like, sold, done, let's go. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I don't, I just don't see that. But, you know, things change, right? You you felt like New York or nowhere. Yeah. And I feel like that now. However, Miami does have a special, very special place in my heart. Word. And if I found like a good opportunity to move to Miami, yeah, my ass would be there because, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you know? I feel you. But, um... Uh, if I was to move anywhere, it'd probably be something like Austin, uh, Miami, L.A., and I really want to go to San Diego. I've never been to San Diego, so, yeah, San Diego might be up there, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel you. Well, that is all the tea on New York, you guys. I hope you guys found this interesting. You got more background on us and how we grew up. I love talking about this because it gives just more insight on our real, real background rather than just how we feel about a certain topic. But this is like real how we grew up like what were the things that influenced us and impacted us and yeah I I loved talking about it and opening up to you guys I hope you got a a good insight on what it is like here in New York um yeah you you know what's crazy before we end it is that every time we come on the podcast I like I have two two well obviously everybody has two different sides of their brain but I have like two different filters that like all right uh, speak like more professional and then use your slang right yeah. and every time we come on the podcast i'm like all right don't use your slang don't use your slang don't use your slang and this episode where we're supposed to use our slang wow that was weird where we're supposed to use our slang um i'm over here like in the middle in the beginning when i was telling that story in my head i'm like ah right, so boom <laughs> and i'm like don't say that and i continue with the story and then it's like there's so many different like fillers in like a New York slang, right? Like, all right, so boom. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, he ran up on me, right? Pulled up my book bag and then bang, you know, like, fuck it. He grabbed my shit. I was like, all right, bet I'm with it. You know, like <laughs> so many the things. Sound yeah, it's like the sound effects you have to add and ah, ah, you know, like you have, you have to fill those in. But it's just funny. It's just, I just wanted to mention that because I feel like I didn't use enough slang to represent New York City. And now I feel like I failed the beautiful city. <laughs> Oh, I feel man. like I used more slang. I was like, "Yeah, I'm from New York." At yeah, a certain yeah. point, I was just like, "Yo, we're in New York. <laughs> we we are in, in New York, York City. <laughs> I represent New York City." Oh yeah. man, but it's been a pleasure, guys. All uh, right, guys, thank okay. you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for commenting on our pictures. Thank you guys for reposting our stuff. Yeah, um, that means a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, we we don't ask this of everybody, but the people who do do it, we really appreciate you because it just, you know, gives us more um, motivation. Yeah, and exposure. So we really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. One love. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Peace. You're. <laughs> You're. <laughs>